Yo, 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 wait, wait, before you watch the video, special announcement, you're gonna love this one, quit your enterprises and wait for it, wait for it, Meti on two have formed a partnership to provide you, the viewers, with quality content and quality products, hmm, you might wonder, who is Meti on two? First thing first, Meti means water in the Tswana language. Meti provides you, they seek to provide you, the consumer, with quality water in different sizes, in different locations, wherever you are in South Africa. Meti is formed by two black entrepreneurs, Lebohang, Mampo, and Fulufelo Tambani. They seek to provide the youth with empowerment wherever they can. Of course, we know the benefits of drinking water. It's good for the skin, hydrates you, good for the heart, and several more benefits. You can follow Medzi on Instagram at Medzi012. DM them next time you're thinking of drinking refreshing water. Tell them I sent you. Disclaimer. The opinions and topics expressed on this show by the host do not necessarily reflect those of Quetcher. Additionally, the views and the opinions of the guests do not reflect those of the host and Quetcher. What is up, guys? Welcome to another episode, Season 1, Episode 5, Quetcher. I'm your host, Ryan. Ponga, Kweche, or for short, Brian Kweche. You know, lovely day, something different. You know, we're doing evening vibes, late night vibes, around 7 o'clock, Cape Town time. Friday, you know, just chilling. Today, today I'm with. I'm with. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with. She has her own podcast, continue with Nicole Knight, you should check that out. Continue with Nicole, you should go check that out. Like, inside on mental health, it's actually top 15 in South Africa in terms of mental health in the category mental health. So, I suggest you guys go check that out. She has her own YouTube channel, over a thousand subscribers. If you guys think a thousand subscribers isn't a lot, put a thousand people in an area. That's a lot. That's a lot. She has over 100,000 followers on Instagram. How do you get to 100,000 followers? Damn. Damn. <laughs> and, of course, she's a digital creator. That's her. That's what she does. Could I say on the side? Or is your main passion? 
Because I know you studied. Undecided. Uh, she bridged for creative as well. And she studies law. The new age we live in, trying to balance. Today I'm with Nicole, the beautiful Nicole Mighty. The beautiful <laughs> Nicole Mighty. Let's air, let's air trumpets. Wow. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> Man, like, you know, I listened to your podcast for. I started listening to your podcast like a month ago, and for like a month, I've been like a day. I've been trying to at least try to get an episode or two, and you know, you open up a lot about yourself. That's why I, I couldn't commend you on that. You have like a a journey that you take people through. Yeah. You know. Mm. What What was the thinking behind that? Because I'm sure you you had to fight with with yourself the fact that you have to oh, I'm sure you had to think about it real hard the fact that you had to you know before creating the podcast I mean opening up like that and you know taking people on a journey and I enjoy that that's what I enjoy about the podcast it's not like a typical podcast where it's an interview normal podcast I like how you open about people on your podcast so what was the process behind that? What was the thinking behind that? Um, so, I spoke to my mom about it first. Because um, she is a part of my life, like a lot. So, me opening up means me opening up about her life as well. So, um, yeah. I had to be transparent. Because mental health is like a serious thing. Yeah. It's really serious. So I couldn't lie on there and I've said this in one of my episodes that I speak off of experience. So everything that I speak about on my podcast is something that I've been through. And I try I try very hard to speak about the things that I have gone through while going through them. But I I I don't like it. I prefer going through things first and then speaking on it so that I can help people. You know, so when someone comes to me with a problem, I'm like, oh, I've been through that before. So, yeah, and it was hard. It wasn't easy. It wasn't hard, especially when you come from a um, family of color. Speaking about depression or anxiety or anything like that is like a thing of like, hi, bro. <laughs> like, are you white? Depression is like a white That's, thing. Uh, I mean, you put it well said there because, you know, in especially in the community we live in, the black community. I mean, I feel like maybe it's the media that shows it to us that maybe only white people, white people that go, go mm. through stuff and us as black people should chin up and face reality. But yeah. I mean, that's how that's how a lot of 20-year-olds get lost in their life because of, you know... They're not given the platform to like speak exactly on it. Exactly, because of that sh- um, stereotype, mm. which is very, very... I mean, it's weird that just because I'm black, I should not, you know, be depressed. I should not, you know, feel some type of way. Yeah. But I like how, you know, you, regardless of how, on your podcast, regardless of how you explain everything, you, 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 you positive about it. You, you, you never, you never negative. You never, as much as you go through it as much as you tell people your experiences you never negative about it you tell people about the thoughts you have but i commend 
I really like that you know negative about it and you actually helping someone that's actually going through it. Going through it really and there's no platform for that person. And the term that I use is that I'm openly depressed. Because when when like you tell someone like I'm depressed, they're like, Oh my god, like are you okay? I'm like, No, I'm fine, like I'm good, like I'm okay. But I want you to know that I'm in this space right now in my life. So, yeah, people were really surprised when I told them, like, like I'm actually suffering from, like, depression, depression. I'm not just sad. Which, like, which are these people? Like, your family? Your, my, people? my friends. My family knew about it because I had to go, like, to the doctor because I was not feeling well. So, I had to tell them, obviously, that, hey, I'm not feeling well. So, they're involved, obviously, and we yeah, taking course, me to the doctor family, and yeah. stuff, it's you know. Family, yeah. So, when yeah. I told my friends about it, I was like, guys, I'm, like, actually, like, depressed. They're like, are you sad? Like, I'm like, no, guys, like, fully. Like, I'm taking medication for this, but it's okay. I'm going to be fine. Like, I'm going to be okay. Don't worry about me. I'm just telling you. So, if you feel like I'm being moody today and I'm not talking to you or I'm not coming outside, it's not because I don't love you guys and I'm just being an ass. No, like, I'm actually going through shit. (laughs) And it's also important to have a good support system like that Mm. because it's also important to have a group of people that won't judge you, especially friends. I believe friends is like a top, it's like a group of people you bring so close to Mm. people. That's why I feel like friends is a very strong term. I don't don't know about you, but Mm. I don't take it loosely. I don't either. You know, I, I know a lot of people say, no, nah, he's my friend. No, he's my friend. No, nah, no. Nah. Even though they all really know each other. But I take I take the term, the definition friend very, very strong. Because, I mean, my definition of friendship is being there for me when when I'm down. Um, not being judged. When I tell you stuff, being, you know, supportive. Having, mm-hmm. being a good, having a good support system. No matter if... Even though I'm a guy, mm-hmm. you know, I still, you know, need a friend that it's gonna be is there, there for exactly. the And um, I went to church recently for some sisterhood um, event that they have, like, annually. <clears throat> All right. And then the lady said something so profound. And I was so touched. I was touched because um, they had, like, an award for a woman that they call a friend. Right, in the church. And they described her and they said that this lady, the reason why we're giving her this award is because she, first of all, is very welcoming to everyone. Who, No matter who you are, she will always, like, let's say we're sitting at the table, right? And there's no longer seats. She will go and find a seat for that lady to sit with us, you know. And secondly, she said that this person is always with you through every season you, in your life that you go through. Through every single season. Whether you're in your single season, whether you are in a healing season, whether you are in a breakup season, she will always be there for you and with you. And I think that um, that's how I see friendship as well. No matter what I'm going through, you're always going to be there. You don't have to solve all my problems, but you should be there with me through the journey of everything that's happening in my life. And you being consistently there, you end up becoming family to me. So that's why I'm like, friendship for me is also like a, a big thing because you become my family and my family is very, very important to me. Yeah. Well, I know through your content that um, you have a very small circle and 
Um, with off camera, actually, you told me that um, your family, you also consider your sisters as your friends as well. Fully, fully. You know, how how big is your circle? How big is your friendship circle? Um, okay, I separate my friends, right? So I have friends that have, have been my friends since like primary school. Those are like my friends' friends that like I can go home with and everything. And then I have friends that I hang out with at school. I hang out with, I go out with them. They are my friends as well. <clears throat> and then I have friends that I do the same things as. Like, for example, my friend Ria, right? She and my Claudie are my friends because we, we have the same interests. We both do law. We all do law together. So, yeah, my friendship circle is small. I think that's small. Do you think that's big? <laughs> no, that's decent enough. <laughs> that's, no, that's small. Because I feel like not having, I mean, having a big circle, you have to satisf- satisfy everyone's needs. Mm. In that circle, you have to satisfy, okay, no, she's my friend. I have to satisfy his needs. I have to attend. I have to do this for him because he's my friend. You know, so it's important that you really have a and it's it's important to separate it for me it's important to separate it because like friendship shouldn't be hard friendship shouldn't be hard like my friendships are so easy everything just works i don't have to really like go out of my way to try and be friends with this person i don't have to be inconvenienced to be friends with this person to hang out with them it automatically just happens it just happens and that's the and that's you, you raised a good point like you know most friendships now are fake, if I can put it that way. Maybe because mm-hmm. of uh, going back to it's 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 how I'm linking it to depression in terms of like you know um, when you try to be friends on social media with someone because he he has more stuff than you, and mm-hmm. that's sort of like gratification. You're trying to I see depression as linking it to friendship. You're trying to see gratification from someone else to mm. ease a depression mm. you know that's that's how i see it and i feel like also to add on to that social media oh, your point okay that's just me but do you really do you think social media plays an input in especially the society we live in that did it have does it have an uh, influence in the depression like how we especially in our 20s how like an increase in depression when you see especially in our 20s back in the 90s 80s i feel like when you check the statistics the depression wasn't really a float wasn't really high if i can put it that way because of there wasn't really anyone to compare yourself to perhaps maybe someone in your high school or someone in your road or someone in your neighborhood but yeah. there wasn't someone to compare yourself to on social media so do you think social media really played a part in like a decline in how the society's mental it, health it, like, put the way, like our anxieties and i think it, it does i think it does but it also depends on the type of person you are so for me a part of me like do you know so recently i took a break from social media Right, because 
I when, as soon as I feel like I'm losing myself in something, I remove myself. So I started comparing myself to the people my age. And right now social media is like wild. Very. <laughs> social media is wild right now. Because There's a lot about, going on. Because think about it, one type of one type of a button I have access to millions of people. Exactly. Literally, like I literally had a thought of, you know, when you're just watching a series and you decide to just check a celeb's Instagram account. Yeah. That made me think I could just literally have this much access to Someone's people life. and seeing how they live. And live their lives. And you start me. comparing yourself to them and then you start doubting yourself in the process of comparing because you're like, yo, I could, like we're the same age, like I could be doing something like this. Exactly. But you don't understand you guys are in different journeys. You guys are not the same. Exactly. Exactly. So that's why I, as soon as I feel like I'm losing myself, I remove myself. So with me, social media doesn't really have an impact on my mental health and stuff. But majority of the people that are suffering from depression or whatever, um, yeah, I think it does like kind of impact your mental health. Because you compare yourself so much and it's hard not to compare yourself to people on the internet, especially people your age, your so, peers. <laughs> if you see your peer driving like a Mercedes, you're like, yo, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> you see your peer getting married, like, what am I doing with my life? You know, and you've got to understand, you don't know the backstory, of, like their backstory of getting that mercedes you don't know the backstory of them getting married you don't know what's happening in people's life people show you what they want to show you Facts. it's i like i i do that like i do that i will only show you the parts of me that i want you to see online and with my podcast you see more of like or you hear more of my personality and you get to know the real me but if you go through my Instagram, you go through my YouTube, you don't really know who Nicole is. You just know is it's it, just this girl. Is it because you're trying to keep a certain image for the brands you... Because you, I know you're an influencer as well. Yeah. Not really. No. I don't know. I just... I'm very selective with people. I don't like people. I don't like letting people in. So that's why the podcast for me is very like... Yeah, it's important to me. It's really important. It's like a journal way. Yeah. You just throw out your frustrations to the world and hopefully you can touch someone. Someone, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Going going back to, you know, you say you delete your Instagram, you sometimes delete your Instagram. During that period when, you, when you're when off Instagram, what do you do during that period when you... Like, um, at, at Instagram detoxification, if I can put it that way. <laughs> Um, I try to find myself again because um, I feel like I, I told you off camera we spoke about the fact that like I'm very spiritual and I try to like I don't want to be online I don't want to be on my phone I don't want to be seeing what other people are doing let me just connect with God again let me just start doing the things that I used to do before because when I'm working online I don't really get time to do the things that I love so it's either I'm doing school or I'm doing work. So me taking time off of Instagram or taking time off of YouTube is me doing the things that I love. I want to journal. I want to spend time with my friends. I want to go out with my friends and not have to carry my phone and vlog the entire time. Because you miss out on, on so many... That's very true. That you miss out on so many moments. And because you're here, you're here the entire time trying to create content. And, and it's crazy. When you actually think of it, the amount of time we actually spend on our phone because 
I mean, I'm glad iPhone brought this feature that it actually per week it shows you how much time. The screen time. Yeah, you know, average per day or per mm. week. My per bad. week. Yeah, per week. And it actually one time, um, my average per week was no per day was eight hours per day, yeah. and I was like, oh, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. So I had to, you know, I had to. That made me more active in you know finding ways to do stuff with my life it made me come up with this podcast you know because mm. i don't want to end up regretting when i am 30 years old and i'm like i could have done something better in my life but instead i was on my phone the entire time watching other people's lives <laughs> Shut you watching other people's lives instead of doing something with your life mm. you're constantly on your phone so yeah so when i'm off social media i just know that i'm finding myself again and yeah that's what i'm doing because i i want to stay authentic you, you try to avoid what the social media make yeah. you avoid overthinking into trying yeah. to being some like when you see people living a good life you overthink that this could have been this should have been me as you said this should have been this could have been me exactly what am i doing with my life what am i doing i should be doing this that no you're doing well you're okay like relax don't let so don't let what people put on social media determine whether you're gonna make it or not in life. Don't. But there are pros to it, like overthinking. Well, my only pro to overthinking is, um, if I see, if I'm if I'm trying if I'm working on something and I want it to be perfect. Yeah. That's my only pro of um, overthinking. For example, when you're writing an exam. You're trying to make sure that your answer is perfect, making sure you get the best possible mark when you're doing something. That's my only pro. But don't you think that, like, you start having, like, imposter syndrome, okay? Define imposter syndrome. Define it for me. You doubt everything you do. You doubt everything you do. As a perfectionist, something could be great. Something could be great. Your work could be great. But then you're like, yo, it's not good enough. It needs to be perfect. So don't you think like No, but I mean <laughs> when you cuz think about it when you um when you if you're able to divide it according like for example if you I feel like if you're not if you don't put it in if you don't make it in, if you don't make it your life overthinking if maybe you you're skilled enough to divide it into Certain areas in your life. Certain areas in your life. Okay, yeah. What do you think? What do you think about that? What do you think? I think that's okay. I think that's okay. I think I kind of overdo it with the overthinking. No, no, not to, not to, not to, not to, not to be judgmental or anything. Yeah. You know, I'm not gonna also overthink a lot to Mm -hmm. a point where I'm like, nah. I even create certain scenarios in my head that. I'm like, no, Billy Bryant, why, what are you doing? You know, but I, I sometimes see the pro of it, like when I'm studying, reading, like, okay, now this actually works out because I actually get good marks for it. Mm. You know, but I mean, I guess it's just try, me trying to be a perfectionist. I don't know. It's okay, though, to be a perfectionist, though. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. But yeah. certain people, like myself, we, like, 
which i'm trying not to be a perfectionist i am a perfectionist by heart but then i've seen how detrimental it can become so that's why i'm like yo you call it's okay like you can relax now not not everything has to be perfect and that's the thing even with my instagram i would take pictures or create like a real or you see on your instagram since sorry to cut okay, you it's okay you see how it can work for you since you're an influencer yeah. and you're trying to make it perfect for the people you're working with so that you can potentially get more brands mm. yeah it, okay yeah you're right i feel like <laughs> you're right. it's I feel like mental health is, is, is quite a it's like a game we're playing in mm. because there are cons in it but there are pros as well that could potentially help us in our lives we don't even know about, it, about yeah. it you know in any way for example um, being a loner for example mm. you know as much as most people don't like being a loner they maybe see it as a mental health illness trying to, yeah. being a Maybe some people might see being an introvert as being a, um, having a mental health illness, but it could work to your benefit if you use it accordingly to grow yourself, whether if it's working on your body, whether if it's working on your grind, your business, whether if it's working on your school. You know, I feel like that's just my input to it. There's definitely the, the cons outweigh it. Because, I mean, that's how the mortality, look at the mortality rate in the world because of our mental health. There's definitely, you know... I agree with you. I do agree with you, especially with the loner part. Um, I think that most of my high school career, I was a loner. But I had the biggest friend group in, like, the school. My friend group was, like, really big. But we got smaller towards matric. But then I was a loner. I had friends, but I was a loner because, like, we didn't have the same goals, if I could put it like that. Not that their goals weren't better than mine or mine weren't better. It was just that we did different subjects, first of all. So I, in my mind, I was like, you know what, Nicole, if you want to go to a good university, you have to become a loner and do your thing. You have to do, like, in the morning, I would get to school and start studying. I wouldn't hang out with my friends. At break time, I would like go to duty, not hang out with my friends. Duty while you're a school leader. You yeah, a I'd go to duty. I wouldn't hang out with my friends. After school, I'm either playing sports or I'm doing my homework. I wouldn't hang out with my friends. But then they were still okay with it because I explained to them, "Uti guys, like I'm trying to do something here, and it requires me being alone. Not because I don't love you guys and I don't want to hang out with you guys, but yeah, sometimes you've got to make hard decisions like that and being." alone and also it makes you um an independent person because now when i'm in cape town alone i'm not worried that i don't have friends because last year i had one friend i'm not really worried about that it wasn't a big thing it's your like nicole that's how people get homesick (laughs) yeah my first year in cape town as a university student um i had i had friends that were homesick to a point where you know they would break down because they they couldn't handle being alone mm. but the fact that now the fact that you're already used to it yeah now from high school even you you, you sort of instilled it in your brain that no i should work for myself i shouldn't it really depend on people like as much as i need a support system but like 
I've got me too. Like I've got me. Like you don't have to worry about me. So yeah, that's why I'm like I'm okay with being a loner. I'm okay, but I have friends. Don't like trust me. I have friends, <laughs> but I don't know. I just I'm a loner. I'm okay with being alone. And there's nothing wrong with it. I'm also there's a loner. This is where it got me being a loner. You know, you know, just trying to work on myself. Just yeah. trying to because I mean I'm 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 trying to reach a point where you know I'm I'm financially free. Hmm. You know. And I feel like being a loner, that's, that's, that's a route to take, being, uh, to, to become financially free. I mean, you got to be alone on the journey because sometimes you can't rely on people. You can't be dependent on people. Mm. You know, maybe family, especially if you have a good family, a family that's there for you, a family that, you know, regardless of what you want to pursue in life, they're there for you. I feel like that's important in life. Yeah, it is very important like to as have much support as from you your family. As much as you have a strong character, having someone that you know you can fall back on, fall back on when won't judge you. Yeah. Now I'm not saying friends don't do that, but it's different when you call your mom at night, mom. Something happened. Hmm. Said, can you suggest what I do? And you know it comes from a good place because I mean your mom gave birth to you and she's loved you all your life. Yeah. You feel me? Hmm. So. That's how that's the, that's how I see the whole perspective of being a loner. People think that being a loner is a bad thing because going again to social media, trying to interact with people, trying yeah. to have a, trying have to have a big friend big group friend now group. because of social nah. media. People think that um, I should be with people to do to to um do what I want to do. I mean. Last year, uh, let me tell you a story even. Last year, me and a group of friends, we actually organized to go watch a game in um, Stellenbosch and Stellenbosch versus Kansas City, the soccer game okay. at Greenpoint. Yeah. We were four. So, we planned, mind you, we planned for a month. A month that, no, gents, we're going to watch the game, right? We're going to watch this game. We wanna watch this game, yeah? yeah mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like literally, we even reminded ourselves to a point where like, we even got tired of mentioning it. <laughs> a few days before, not even on the day of the game, I was like, Jen, let's go. Nobody responded. People, I feel like someone in my shoes would have been like, okay, shit, my friends aren't going. Let me not go as well. You know, but mm. I was like, nah, man. Like, let me not rely on people. Go cool. because of that mindset of being alone. I'm already used to doing stuff alone. Why should I rely on people just to go somewhere? Mm. I was telling my mom that. Yeah, I was telling my mom that just to go with to the church. Movies. With church, like she she always asked me on Sunday because I was like, no, I'm going to church. I sent her my location and stuff. And she's like, Juan I'm like, I'm going by myself. She's like, how? Why are you going by yourself? I'm like, but like, I'm just, I'm just going to church. Like, why must I always bring people along? Why do I have to always like bring people? Hi, Asambi, let's go to church. Or, no, I can go to church by myself. There's nothing wrong with that. And she asked, like, who's gonna be there? And I'm like, no, I don't know if my aunt and cousin are gonna be there. If they're there, that's good. If they're not, okay, that's also fine. I mean, I'm here for the Lord and and the Word today. I'm here for. And what I've noticed is, and I was telling my friend the other day that when i go to church by myself i'm more present 
I don't know if it's I'm, I'm in my head when people are around me I want to act like a certain way I don't want to do too much I don't want to do too little like I'll keep checking Muti like I'll be fine yeah, but I overthink when people are around me when I go somewhere by myself I'm so present I am so present I have the time of my especially life especially if it's a place you've never been to before if mm. it's a place you're trying to explore more mm. Mm. so yeah I'm so sorry your trip didn't make it out the friend group <laughs> it is what it is but you know you learn you learn and also on top of that from that experience I'm glad uh, I'm glad from that experience I'm glad that experience happened because mm. it made me realize that I could actually do stuff alone on, your, on your own and you things know, certain things like that have to happen in order for you to realize that you can do something on your own and, and fully enjoy it and you put it well said that I actually enjoyed the moment mm. you know interacting how because it was a stadium people watching people scoring people I mean uh, people um, uh, celebrating a goal being there in the moment mm. you know being alone experiencing the moment alone it just felt different than experiencing with someone else mm. you know so that's just what that was my experience and I actually you know enjoyed it I really did happy for you yeah you know <laughs> And there was one episode I watched on your podcast, and I love how you—it was a panic attack. Oh. I love, I love how you, <laughs> I love how you, 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 you take the the listener on the journey. You take him on the journey, and you make him, you make the person feel as if they were there with you. Mm. You make the person feel as if they experienced it with you. How how do you do it so well, like? How are you able to, you know, mm. be so calm about it? Because I mean, panic attacks is a very serious. It's a big topic. thing. Yes, it's a big thing, and a lot of people experience panic attacks, and sometimes yes. they don't even know that they're experiencing a panic attack. I didn't know that day that I was having a panic attack until the doctor was like, "You were having a panic attack." Because <laughs> I. How do you determine that? Panic um, attacks. Uh, like well, how do, how does a doctor determine that? Well, you tell them the symptoms and what was happening, see, and yes, also yes, the yes, the yes, doctor yes. asks you like background questions. Like, while well, he asked me was like, "Are you finding interest in school? Are you going outside?" Just questions like that. Doctors are specialized to know what's like if, with with small things like not being social, sleeping all the time. They know what you know. Maybe this person is suffering with some kind of mental illness or whatever. So when I told him, because I thought I was having an asthma attack, because I have asthma, and I couldn't breathe. Wow, I see. I couldn't breathe, and I called someone, and I was like, "I don't like. I don't. I don't know what's wrong. Like I'm not okay. Like I am crying. Like I'm." Was crying. it Was it the first time you've experienced something like that before in your life? Yeah. Yeah, it was the first time actually. It was the first time I've never experienced a panic attack that intense. I have. What What do you think? Yeah. Caused it? What do you think um, was the leading issue? Was it of it? Maybe was it because you finally adapted to a new place? Because I know you moved from Bloemfontein mm. to you used to stay in Bloemfontein. Yeah. yeah. Um. Thing is, with mental health, depression, anxiety, anything and everything can trigger it. You don't know your triggers until you're triggered, you know. So I don't even remember what triggered me that day. But already I wasn't in the best um, space. I wasn't okay, Vale. And then now 
I can't breathe. Already now I'm overthinking that, oh my gosh, I'm having an asthma attack in Cape Town. My family's all the way in Rondebosch. My other family's all the way in KZN. I have no one here. I hadn't even made friends yet. So I'm like, OMG. Like, am I going to die in this room today? But luckily, I had someone to call. And I spoke to him. I was like, I don't know what's happening to me right now. I feel like I'm dying. He's like, like, are you exaggerating? I'm like, no, I fully think I can't breathe. I fully can't breathe. And then um, he like was asking me like do i need anything and stuff but then i calmed down i spoke to my mom and everyone and they tried to calm me down and then i told them that you know what in the morning we should get up and go to the doctor because i'm fully not functioning anymore i i I was not functioning as much as i thought i was i wasn't i wouldn't go like even with eating it's small things the doctors notice small things it's like you you don't eat like how you were eating before you don't go to the bathroom so when you go you so, when you, so yeah. sorry to cut so it's when okay. you go to the doctor do you tell him how he determines that does he do you tell him what you used to do before you experienced you had that he, experience he, uh, he does and ask like questions like that they do ask like <clears throat> were you eating like this before or is it a thing of now and you explain to them and you unpack kind of like a, I don't want to say like a therapy session because therapy is different <laughs> compared to going to the doctor going to the doctor but you unpack with them and you tell them like I'm having this and this and I'm not I, I don't I sleep all the time and I think that was like a determining factor was hi no <laughs> there's something wrong with this kid I was sleeping all the time and I, I don't like I, I love sleeping yes I do love sleeping I like taking naps but then I'm not the type of person that would just sleep in the middle of the day I will do something else and sleep at night or whatever. But then my sleeping patterns were off. My eating patterns were off. Everything was just off. So, um, You first yeah. thought it was because of school or you didn't think it was... You first thought it was school? Um, school is one of the factors. I think that I've been through a lot in my life. And I hit a wall. You know when you suppress things that you've been through? you end up hitting a wall. That's why people always advise you to speak to someone. And when they say that, I know we like, nah, I don't have to speak to anyone. Like, I'm fine, I'm fine. Like, you really need to speak to someone if you feel like you're you're feeling something right now. Speak about it. It really does help. It does help. Maybe not in the moment you can feel like, okay, I spoke to you and then what? But then you don't realize that there's a weight on your shoulder that is uplifted and you distribute what you were carrying I, the I entire feel, time. I, I feel like people. I feel like we have that um, in the back of our mind that if I tell you, then what is because if I tell you, you wouldn't solve the issue. Maybe that's why. But then we, people aren't there to solve your problems. That's the problem with people. They don't understand that people in your life are not there to solve your problem. This is your life. This is your journey. You have to walk it by yourself. But then there are people that are going to be there for you through the journey. Not they're not gonna be there to solve your problems. You put it well said. Yeah. <laughs> they're not gonna yeah. be. I'm. Nev- I never expect people to solve my problems. People shouldn't expect me to solve their problems. But I'm going to be here with you throughout the whole journey of you going through whatever you're going through. So that's how it is. That's just how it is. Has the going back to the doctor issue? Has the doctor prescribed you anything to deal with? Yes, yes, yes. That that, that scared way, my family. That, <laughs> that scared my family so much. My dad was afraid. And thing is, like with black parents, right? 
um, I think it comes from a f- more of fear, you know, because my dad, as much as he said, like, like you, you're sick like a white person, but like, I think it came from fear, like, oh my gosh, my daughter is actually suffering with like something so serious. It was, I didn't really take it to heart because I was <coughs> like, okay, my, my dad's actually worried about me, you know. So, yeah, he did prescribe me with um, antidepressants. <coughs> he did. And yeah. Like, explain it to me. How how does how do they work in the human body? Because okay, most, I, I, I wouldn't. Most people like me don't really know how it works. And um, how does it help with dealing with it? What what does it do to you? Okay, so doctors see depression as a hormonal imbalance, right? So, I, I hmm, my like my life science brain is like out the window right now. I don't even know which hormones to name. But like the happy hormone in your body is basically lower than the hormone that makes you sad or whatever. That's how they see it. So like, that's how it made you feel. Like, how, did it made you feel? Like no, no. I'm explaining what the doctors, okay, how the okay, doctors okay, see okay. depression, right? So them medicating you is them increasing the happy, the happy hormone in your body so that's how it works basically but then obviously that comes with side effects and the side effects aren't that cute they aren't cute at all actually and um yeah i don't know if you want me to tell you the side effects you want to know some of them yo i read one of them and i started crying i called my mom i was like yo ma this thing is telling me i'll be suicidal (laughs) yeah one of the side effects is like you're gonna feel suicidal one of them is just death. Imagine reading a paper. On, his, on, on, on um, the web. No, 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 no. On the, the, on the thing. On, on the, the paper thingy where they have side effects. It was like a whole paper. And yeah, drowsiness. Um, you, my doctor told me that like you won't feel like yourself for um, a few weeks. Especially because um, when they start you off, they start you off half the dosage than the real one. So for like two weeks, I was taking half the dosage of the antidepressants and then after two weeks you start taking the full thing and how long does it last it lasts two two weeks in your system no 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 every day you take okay, one okay, and you okay. would take i was taking half of it how, how long does it take you okay let's say a bottle finish it finish mm. it how long did it need does it take you to does it require you to get another one or should you just finish one bottle then it's it's pulls suppose so um i don't know i don't even remember it was so i just used to go whenever it's finished i'd go and get it so i didn't really <laughs> count the days the amount of days it lasts but yeah but the side effects were a lot but the one that really hit me was nausea yo i was so nauseous the entire time i couldn't even go to class i couldn't attend anything because we were attending tutorials right on but face to face and then the rest was like online classes but i couldn't even go anywhere because i was nauseous the entire time if i'm not wide wide awake i'm either too sleepy but then that fades away when you like into it and your body is used to it and then i'm not a very um consistent person (laughs) something i will work on but sometimes i'll stop taking it because I feel like I'm better and I'm okay. I don't need them anymore. And then when you go back, it's 
same process again same thing again you're gonna feel like a zombie i think that's one of the things i didn't like because i felt like a zombie i felt like a zombie yeah i feel like that's why people use different substitutes like euphoric substitutes Mm. if i can put it that way like your lsd Mm. your cannabis Mm. would you rec would you (laughs) like because my idea of um using euphoric substances my idea of it is it makes you feel relaxed it makes you feel in a calm state and kind of makes sense as to why people use it as a substitute because panic attacks you 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 sort of in a in a in a fast state if i can put the in a pen in a you're in a panic <laughs> you're exactly in a panic. and it makes me realize that you know the idea of euphoric substances is to especially cannabis cannabis is known to relax you mm. you know no i wouldn't i wouldn't advise it and doctors doctors what's the whole misconception behind it has doctors even um doctors only recommended that you only take the the, the antidepressants without any substitute um I first of all I don't I don't advise it. I don't because with antidepressants it's not an addiction. You do not become adi- addicted to it, right? But there are there is a pull that you also gave me for panic attacks. And as soon as you feel like you're having a panic attack, you'll take it and, and you're like you're calm, just like a drug. It was basically a drug. But then he said don't take it all the time because it is addictive. There are there are um certain elements in the medications that were given that have like an addictive element you know so with that one i couldn't take it all the time because i was going to get addicted because when people feel like nah this is going to make me calm every time you feel like you're having a panic attack you will take it instead of going through the journey of healing and feeling like you don't have to take it anymore you know so you, you basically basically become addicted to it but with antidepressants, it's not it's not addicting, it's not addictive, it's not addictive. You but just take it, it and a, then you're you're fine. You you end up getting used to it and you feel like yourself afterwards. After that, I don't know. It was two weeks. Was it a month? I don't even remember. But I think it's like a month where it's like yo, the side effects are like hitting you hard, and then afterwards the side effects are gone. You don't feel anything. Yeah, but I think that's the difference between taking, like. <laughs> weed <laughs> smoking weed uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> smoking weed because it's addictive when you start you're not gonna stop because you love the high with with antidepressants you're not high you're not high you're just feeling like but yeah, with the idea of antidepressants weed. taking pills mm. you know and most drugs are associated with pills as well mm. <laughs> you know um what's I mean when you look at that common misconception, I mean, would you even say is what would you even say, or how would you say is the good a good way to to battle this, like the whole the whole panic attack issue? What would you say is the best way? Because I mean, would you even consider antidepressants as a drug as well? would you consider it as a drug because it's pure. I don't I don't know if I'd consider it a drug but I wouldn't 
it's not the best thing to take. Okay. It's not the best thing to take. There are other um, ways to handle panic attacks, like breathing techniques. Whenever you feel like, no, I'm having a panic attack, you start counting, you start breathing, you start thinking about things that calm you down. You could go. You could go to therapy. You could go to therapy and learn their take new techniques to calm yourself down because a panic attack is triggered by something and sometimes you you don't know what you're triggered from what's triggering you especially with depression as well you never know what triggered you until you go and you unpack with someone doesn't really have to be a therapist care you can unpack with your friend you can unpack with your family you can even journal until you find out the the problem what the problem is so I don't know. I, I don't I, think it's a drag. And and I, and I love how it doesn't affect you. I love how, because from the outside, before I met you, you know the fact that you know you have your own um, your own YouTube channel. You call mm. Nido Creations. It has mm. a nice touch to it. You call <laughs> Nido Creations. It, has a, yeah. it screams you. It really does scream you. You call <laughs> Nido Creations. I mean, I like how it doesn't from the outside. Put someone from the outside. Who think that you're enjoying life everything's well for you mm. you know especially if someone looking on your instagram since people um, um first go there exactly <laughs> most people go there and i like how um regardless of what's happening in your life you're still happy you still put a smile on your face yeah. you, know, you still you know you still continue your your business venture nicole naidu creation what's your plan with with it do you plan on building an empire one day do you what's your long-term goal with nicole Nadu creations honestly i don't know i honestly don't know i i don't know i i'm just you, trying you to show you yet, no but i'm so close i'm so close and i'm gonna announce <laughs> when i've monetized that but bag, i'm close <laughs> i'm so close yeah you make a lot of views you have a lot of views yeah i'm 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 so close and i can't wait i can't wait but i'm not sure i'm not sure where i want to go with it really i'm not sure but i think i'm really focusing on the podcast more because my usual was me showcasing my life me showing you guys what i do but the podcast is like personal to me it's very personal so i'd like i don't know i'd like a with the podcast i'd really love to have like a show not just me releasing episodes but like a whole tv show of maybe podcasters what coming in together and you know just creating together speaking about real things speaking about things that we don't really people are feel. afraid to talk about yeah people are afraid to speak about them you know so i think that's what i'm doing but with the youtube i'm not sure yet i'm really not sure but then I'll let you know when I. <laughs> no, therefore, therefore, I'll let you, I'll I, I'll like, let you know. I like the trajectory of it because when I've been doing my research on you, like an FBI, not to seem like an FBI agent or anything, no. like I work for the S- CIA. You told me <laughs> that you were investigating <laughs> me. <laughs> you know, I like how you know you, you you started regardless of because you know most people delay into mm. starting what they really want to do. They be like, okay, no. I have to wait till I get this to get that. I have to wait for this to start my business. I have to wait this so that I can con- continue doing that. But mm. I love how you just started and along the way you just picked up pieces. I'm going to find myself. Like with your podcast, 
you started off using your phone and then few months ago i think five months ago four months ago you got a a mic a mic yeah. you know most people will be like let me just delay this and until wait I for get a mic, a mic until I, no guys just start just start and you will find yourself and the people that are like your subscribers your viewers your listeners those people are here to be with you through the journey and it's beautiful when you watch like when i watch youtubers it's nice seeing them grow so you know that you don't always have to start when you're here understand that people have to start here somewhere yeah. you have to start somewhere in order to get there you don't have to always just be there automatically no you can start small and build yourself up all the way to the top you know and i feel like that's how some people crush their dream because mm. we are blinded by the fact of success but the journey towards the success, journey we, we're not prepared for it. The nah. ups and downs you know some there's this song from aries and it's a line that i i, I always live by it mm-hmm. goes like some dreams have got to die so others got to live and mm-hmm. it made me realize that you know well damn <laughs> well damn <laughs> made me realize that no like you know it it actually really does mean something because most people dreams die because of the journey towards it. they they don't they're not prepared for it. going back to the loner topic mm. going back to our loner topic they're not prepared to be alone you know they're not prepared they're scared of the journey they're scared of being they're scared of the process if i can put it that way i feel like that's mm. the common misconception of becoming successful people think becoming successful is easy it you know, I'm not gonna lie. I used to think that way. That I mean, especially with forex traders, like they just trade money and That's get it. money. And when you understand the process of how they get to that bag, how they get to that money, you actually think back to yourself that no, there's actually a process. There's a process that you have to go through. In everything in life, it's a process. It's a journey. You don't just get places in jail. No, you have to go through it. You have to learn and you have to gain knowledge and experience things. So when you get to a point where you are successful in your life, you already have experience. I don't know if that makes sense. Does that make sense? It does. I totally understand. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, I mean, I love the fact that you also live by that code that, you know, uh, you're trying to open different ventures. You're trying to, you're not stuck up on one thing you try and i mean you do it youtube you do it mm. instagram you, you're in school as well yeah i'm you know? a full-time law student mm-hmm. <laughs> full-time law student and i and always podcast as well, as well. Yeah. you know like i like the fact that you know you, you're not following just one road mm. to success you have different ventures to it and also i i love money <laughs> i love who money. doesn't I love money. I don't believe so, the term money is the I'm not gonna <laughs> I don't I don't I don't I love money. So I feel like as much as I have a dream, I will always have my dream, but also know that I'm gonna have um exactly. money coming in every month. No exactly. ways. No ways. That's that's why I'm in school. I am doing something that I love as much as it's difficult and like yeah. <sighs> it, it, it's diff- no, it's difficult, but we're not even gonna talk about that. Um, I want to be secure. 
enough and I want to have something to fall back on because the world is constantly changing. At the moment, um, digital marketing is the thing right now. But you don't know what's going to happen 10 years from now. But then being a lawyer is never going to like die ever. So it's good to have something that you fall back on. Which like I I I I fully commend so people s- that dream and like go for their dreams. Like you go girl. You go girl. But for me, nah. <laughs> I wanna have something to fall back, fall on. back on. Which yeah. makes sense. Which totally makes sense. You 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 know what struck me when I was also doing my research on you and you know, I read your bio on your podcast and one line struck me, navigating your way through sexuality what's what's the output of that the what's the end goal of that navigating through sexuality because the idea behind it i totally don't understand what you're trying to say there (laughs) what don't you understand um okay so i haven't really touched on it on my podcast yet right but um for a long time in my life you're good for a long time yo I'm good no okay sorry guys <laughs> just a technical issue it's fine it's Perfect fine now, okay right? can you hear me just yeah. a technical issue yeah so in, for a long time in my life i've been um dating um girls so yeah so me saying i'm navigating that is because um dating girls wasn't like a easy thing it wasn't easy and the thing is i never found a problem with it everyone around me had a problem with it <laughs> you know because first of all let's start with the comments you got from other people especially men for me it was a thing of like Yo, what a waste. You're so pretty and you're dating girls, highball. You know? First of all. How did that make you feel when you heard comments like that? I just I think I just didn't care. I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> Moving on with my life. I don't I didn't care. I fully well, didn't care. How's the men would some the manner in them saying it, would they be aggressive with it? How's the manner behind those I don't know. I don't there. think it was aggressive. I don't know. I think they just wanted to make me feel bad because I just don't want to be with you. You uh, know, people, w- when you don't get what you want, like you become like bitter in a way. Uh, so there's a thing of like, ah, when you wasting, you wasting, like, why, why don't you want to be in a relationship with me? Nah, I don't want you. I don't like you. You know? Yeah. So navigating. Oh, that was the first point. See, I'm deviating now. Um, that was the first point. Second point was with family. I didn't see the need to come out. I didn't see the need to come out. I don't know. I just felt like it was normal. It was a normal thing, you know. If it's it's like I'm just normally dating. Why would I come out? It's like a straight person coming out and like guys. Um, actually, I love dating men. You know, it's just weird. I didn't find the need to come out or anything. If you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. Did you grow up in an environment where? Especially in your household, did you grow up in an environment where no one's judgmental of anything? That's why you felt safe to not even open up to even family about them. Um, I don't think they. I don't think they judgmental. I think it was just new to them. It was kind of like surprising. It was just like, hey, well, okay, 
But we kind of suspected when I no, no, not did you yeah? grow up in a your upbringing did you yeah. grow up in a in a household where everyone was open you, to you, that. you were, no as in like you were everyone was comfortable with in terms of um you were comfortable with everything no no judgmental no in terms of um no judging of each other how was your upbringing like in terms of Cuz mm. hearing your story the fact yeah. that you didn't even need to I don't feel the need you to You didn't even need the you didn't need you didn't feel the need to tell your parents about it makes me realize that okay mate your upbringing was actually non-judgmental non non-prejudice non I don't know about how, that How was it like how was I it like I think I just didn't me, I think I was a kid that just didn't care I think I was really just a kid that didn't get, like care and i don't think they're judgmental i just think that they always need time to with parents you well family the older part of the family you need to understand that they also need time to adjust to the 21st century being mm, gay or whatever mm, for us it's like it's like okay and what so what for them it's like a thing of like i will there's like it's wrong and now they want to understand but you also have to give them time to understand You can't just say mom this and this and this and this and you expect them to understand. They're also human. They also are like people. And you need to give them time to understand that like it's it's new to them. It's it's new to them. So when something's new to you, you don't really just especially tomorrow, if it happens to your, adjust, especially if it happens to, to your own child. Imagine, well, yeah. imagine. And then yeah, so I I I was just an understanding child. I just didn't care as well. So yeah, I don't know about the judgment thing. And then didn't judge and me. You, and you never didn't judge me. I don't th- I don't think they judge me. Maybe they did. <laughs> and I didn't know, but I don't feel like they judge me. I was just there and I I'm, I was okay with it. If I was okay with it, you should be okay with it too. And and you, and you and you never seem to neglect the time you spend with family like no. you constantly uh, post YouTube videos of you going home. Mm. Like, uh, yeah. I mean you you recently even had your um, shonyani. Yeah. Like that's how you you are close to home and you know that's how that's it made me realize that your your upbringing was very very you were happy it made me realize that you were happy when, when i'm home you're, yeah you're happy when you're home and growing up you were a happy kid mm. you know um going back to the mshanyan and yeah i'm trying to what's the whole concept of it because i know it's the becoming um, of a woman oh, yeah, yeah becoming a woman So um basically it's supposed to be like a sweet 16 but oh, a zulu yeah. type of sweet 16 right but it's basically um the girl child becoming of age that's what it is and your parents are just bakulisa I don't know how to say that in english bakulisa <laughs> actually yeah that's what it is and we're just celebrating you and celebrating that you've become a woman now that's what it is And, and and I have to comment the fact that you also embrace this you embrace it you I do you make sure everyone knows that no look <laughs> at me I'm Zulu. no which is a good thing which is a good thing you should know you should not be I like how you not you you, you take pride in what's you what will be you forever mm. you know I like how you even so even the I mean you might not think that it's not, uh, me just posting a video of me 
are coming of age is nothing. You might not think it's nothing, but the fact that you posting it for other people to see makes people really appreciate you more because of how 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 non how, how you're not afraid to just show who you are. Mm. You know, and I'm, I'm not shame. I fully embrace who I am. Every part of me, I embrace it because, like, I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed of who I am, and I love my family that much. I love who we are. We're a very diverse family. We're Zulu, Indian, and Mozambican. So it's a it's a lot. But I love that my family has instilled in all of us that we should embrace everything we don't neglect as much as you see more of the zulu side of me and zulu parts of my life that's because like the indian side of it like what are we gonna do they don't really have like events like that you know so obviously i'm gonna do more of the zulu things and also um it comes back to the thing of ancestors we do believe in ancestors as well so it's something we can't run away from and we're we're proud of it we're proud we're rich in culture we're rich in spirituality as also yeah mm. Mm. i love how you put it there i love how you 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 know you you just explain how in term i like how you just you're not afraid yeah i love how you're not afraid that's what that's the that's what i really really like about you and you know it later on even i mean even going back to your instagram it, how it even affects your instagram in terms of you being real from the side i feel like you might feel that way but it may is it possible that it made you even reach a hundred thousand followers you just being you you not being anything else you just being yourself and people really like you for that that's how you gain more support because you're not being someone that you're not you know you don't have to switch on a button and be like okay instagram here here i am really mm-hmm. You just you all the way youtube here i am you just you all the way i'm just me yeah i hope so i hope people like me for just who i am i fully hope so because that's all i'm going to be giving you guys <laughs> who i am i'm not going to try and pretend to be anyone else and also like how i said that as soon as i feel like i'm losing myself i remove myself mm. so that i can find myself again and not give you guys um content that's not who i am you know because it doesn't last it, do, it doesn't last. Doesn't last. It because doesn't last. Mm, it doesn't last at all. So that's... I, I, I hope people like me for who I am. Because I'm, I'm showcasing that. That's what I'm showcasing. And that's I what helps you. And, and that's what even helped you with your influence in Korea. The mm. fact that other brands see that people like you just... You being you. Me just being me. You're getting projects as well. Mm. You know, touching on the... I know you do... You, you influence for beauty products. You know, for hair products. For hair products. Let me, let me say hair. <laughs> but it, it kind of falls on. Okay, yes, yes. You know, and, you know, as I'm scrolling through that, you know, I'm like, okay. Um, it made me realize that, it made me think that, you know, in, you see in the society we live in, especially in the modeling society, in mm. the, you know, we, we don't really know what is beautiful or handsome we just have an idea of it of what it is you feel me and we just have an idea of it but we don't really know we could say we have different ideas of it but we don't have like a solid 
idea of it and it creates now the root of now skin products being harmful for the skin because we're trying to re- be beautiful we're trying to have an idea of becoming beautiful when mm-hmm. we don't really have an idea what's what's your take on 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 skin products that are harmful for the skin and may harmful for the may be harmful for the body as well you know people are do you think it should be banned in the world per se even though it's people's choices to do so mm. Um, I don't think it should be banned. Okay. I don't think it should be banned because it's re- it's really your choice. It's your choice. And it comes from a thing of like, you're not content enough to know that you're beautiful. You don't have to really go and buy a harmful product to make yourself feel beautiful. Beauty is an internal thing. I know I know that's very cliche to say. But it really is. A, if you don't feel beautiful, you're not in, inside. You're going to, even if you're like the prettiest person in the world, you're going to feel ugly like for me and i was explaining that to my sister because i was having like a little issue with like insecurities etc and i was telling her like i don't i don't feel pretty she's like what do you mean what are you talking about i'm like i i fully don't feel like pretty i know that you guys tell me i look pretty i know i get like a hundred comments dms telling me that like you're so beautiful you're so pretty but then the problem always lies in being pretty and feeling pretty from the inside. So I could get a million people telling me more, but if, if it I doesn't start with you, exactly. Exactly. Pretty, like I'm not gonna believe you guys. I'm not gonna believe you guys. And I'm one like I don't like taking validation from the internet or people. I don't seek validation from them. It's more of an internal thing. So I was trying to explain to her that would see like it's an internal thing. Beauty is really an internal thing. So but most people, as much as you might think that it's yeah. it's not it's not uh, it's an easy thing to understand. Mm. I feel like social media sort of flooded our minds with thinking that we should have a certain way to look. Yeah, you know? I feel like because I mean I feel like when you look at the business of of um, surgeries, it's booming. Like plastic surgery, it's booming because. People have this, have an idea. They think they have an idea of what looking beautiful is, mm. you know, because of social media. You know? I, I don't want to put like all the blame on social media. Hey, I don't want to put it all on social media. I think it's really just society. No, because when you, the reason why I'm putting it, saying it that way, is because yeah. when you look at social media and when going back to our point where we're comparing ourselves to people, mm. when you. Look look at the um, when you look at for example when you go on Instagram when you go on Instagram and you go to Kim Kardashian's account. Okay. She's mostly posting beauty products. She's mostly influencing for them for the people buying. Mm. The women the, the, the women and and, and 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 the fans of her. The the, the businesses that are investing in her that are sending their products to her, they see that they 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 see that okay um kim kardashian is considered beautiful let me let's use her to advertise our products you know mm-hmm. that's why i feel like social media is so powerful and it is it's powerful. so powerful it is people make millions on social media Fully. you know people do make a just by posting money. stuff millions i mean kim kardashian just to touch on our topic just mm. to post one post of um your product for example if mm. you want her to 
promote for for if you wanted to promote for you that's millions just for one post you know it's just to show you how big of an impact social media is in the society we live in how it reaches so many people the fact that just one post you could just earn millions of you know but then that's what i said like times are changing and right now digital marketing is booming digital marketing is booming and also i think don't you don't you feel like we should be blaming the the beauty products people okay the people that own the beauty products why are they choosing gail kim kardashian you can't really blame them. I mean, they're earning <laughs> money. They're just trying to get money. They're trying to get money. They're just trying to get money. You know, they're just trying to put food on the table for their family. They're just trying to eat. You know, they're just trying to eat. So that's how I just see it. That's how I just see it. And, you know, it even affects our 20s as well. Social media, that's how I even see it. It even affects mm. our 20s as well. You know, it's crazy how in our 20s, as we're young, we have to sort of Hard, work hard at a young age to determine our fate. You know, it's just a funny statement it's how a, how we work so hard. Age. Like we fail so many times in our life, whether if it's through obstacles. I mean, in our life right now, we could be having have facing one obstacle right now, and the next obstacle is still waiting for us. Or we might be facing two obstacles at the same time, and we're still young for with it you know we're still so young to experience those obstacles and i feel like our 20s is just wild you know being in the 20s is just wild like everything is just coming faster social media now the topic we just touched on now uh social media contributing to our mental health Mm. you know how how it just all comes together and how we all just experience it at a young age it's just how do you feel about it like when you just stand from as a spectator and you see how as a 20 year old how we face so many things at a young age how do you feel about that i'm actually 20 i'm 19 no but as 20 years <laughs> but, as, 20 years old, but okay. as, as young and let me put um, it that way as as teenage as young uh, okay. yeah. um i feel like i, I had a conversation um, with my friend about this, that I feel like in your twenties, you don't you don't know what to do. You don't know whether you should live your best life and just not feel like you. Wait, how can I put this? You okay? Let's just say you're living your best life. It's either you're living your best life or you're getting your shit together because you know, see, this is the time and this is the age where you either make or break your life. That's very true. It's our fate. It's, like <laughs> it's crazy, either you basically. make, I don't know. I, I like, it's crazy. It's crazy when you actually think of it. Like I mean, something you did when you're 20 years old will determine determine when you're 60 exactly or 70. So you never know what to do. It's yeah. it's it's very it's a difficult age group to be in. Yeah, it's difficult, and like no one has the answers. So much pressure. No one on has the answers. Well. exactly and i feel like especially for males yeah <laughs> especially for males yeah. and um i had this conversation as well that like with males you have so much of pressure to make it yeah you have so much pressure to make it because 
like you're not just providing for yourself you're thinking of you as a female as well i want to provide for my family but i feel like it's different when you're a male you want to provide for your family you want to do things for yourself you also want to find a good girl that's going to be there for you and help you build your empire do you understand what i'm saying so you never know whether you should carry on conquering or mm. you should try and start building that life for yourself but then i feel like it depends on the person i feel like true. it depends on the person honestly and if you feel like this is the time where i want to get my shit together because i know it's gonna like help me in the long run and i can true. sacrifice a good time because i'm gonna have good times in the future as well i'm gonna have a good a b- even better time because i'm gonna have the money to do it because i sacrificed so much in my 20s exactly. to live the life that i know i deserve do you know exactly. what i'm saying so it's a very weird place to be in but i feel like personally i know i'm okay with sacrificing certain things especially like a good time whatever because i you know, know it's, see, it's exactly mm-hmm. that's how i've always been even in high school me being a loner was because i was sacrificing time with my friends i sacrificed so many parties i sacrificed so much like like jokes like i would sit there like how oh, guys what are you laughing at like how oh, they have been at break i'm like yo well, I, was, I was i was studying um, <laughs> i was studying but it got to but then it, got it it helped me in the long run i get, i have to be so where you're at now exactly exactly it's just a thing of like you have, you have to learn that you have to make sacrifices but if you don't want to okay it's gonna catch up with you in the end it's gonna catch up with you and our journeys aren't the same as well so yeah that's how mm. i feel about 20s being in your 20s mm. yeah well it's just mm. about sacrificing it's you need to know what's best for you you need to know what's best for you and Yeah, if you don't know, you don't know. No, like we're not going to pressurize, you're not going to pressurize you to know now. It's okay if you don't know. And it's also okay not to have your shit together now because we're all different, we're all on different journeys. And we'll definitely reach a point where you all want to be if you just exactly. put Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's over an hour of Is it? Yeah. Don't lie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what an episode. I just stuck in you, you guys can see my notes here. I had to do the most and I'm actually grateful that I had this episode because it made me really have to dig deep. It made me it made me think. I actually I actually learned a lot from this how stuff I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. You actually taught me a lot and I really I really appreciate that. I really really do appreciate that. Where can people follow you well i mean you're already i mean you're already well known i don't know why i'm saying this but like, no they must go yeah, yeah yeah go yeah. follow me yeah <laughs> nicole nado creations and on youtube on youtube yeah nicole nado creations on youtube nicole.naidu on instagram and my podcast is called continue with nicole naidu Just type in Nicole, you will see her. She has 100,000 followers. She has 100,000 followers. Just type in Nicole, you will see her. <laughs> you can you guys can follow me on well my personal page Bryant Kweche, my Instagram page my my podcast page Kweche RSA on Instagram and also I mean if you've been watching for so long subscribe. I mean why aren't you subscribing I, don't, I, be been, yeah. don't be a weirdo don't be a weirdo you know it's weird like <laughs> i check i check you know when you check the engagement mm. 
miles are so high and my subscriber <laughs> count and my so it doesn't even know do so come on right guys thing. come do on do the right why thing are you, why are you guys doing this to me why hi nina <laughs> <laughs> anyway season one episode five numero i don't know how to say five in spanish i was trying to say i was trying to be cool for a moment there season one episode five queche it's been lovely having the beautiful nicole naidu always lovely thank you for oh, having me always lovely seeing you i'm glad that you know you're well and i'm glad that we had this conversation and we learned so much from each other if that makes sense you know yeah i hope you guys are off to having a great day if you're watching it early in the morning or if your day just ended i hope you had a great day from me brian kweche and nicole naidu from kweche we are <laughs>